In this episode of The Full Nerd, a $100 GeForce card, Razer Blade Pro, Battlefield 1, and a mechanical keyboard showdown. Welcome to The Full Nerd, Episode 9. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. On delay. I'm from the side of the internet that is currently burning. Yeah, the current the internet that is not working. Special guest, Hayden yeah. Dingman. Hello. And controlling the horizontal and vertical, Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, uh, Gordon, I have a question. Uh, can you answer something for me? Yeah, go. Uh, what, is, what is this? <laughs> now, this is Strange Green Monster over here from Alienware. Is this just like cool dial, Gordon, if you want? Look at that. It's 4 well, for the Alienware. And also for the Falcon, people, gamers are hardcore PC people. They yeah. want Ga- gamers are hardcore. That they have pride in their ride. They don't I didn't want a know Gordon never owned a button. They want, you know, a I didn't know you he had hair. <laughs> you bring yeah. that to a party, a LAN party, which yeah. a lot of game people do, and people are going to give you some looks. Yeah, and we don't have the monitors, but the monitor's green, the keyboard's green. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I saw that on, uh, whoops, uh, I saw that on Twitter, That's and I, I just I just had to I just had to ask, you know, what what was going on I mean, with that. I mean, Gordon's got a, a pretty nice... You know, military vibe going. It is, yeah. I mean, look at that. He's serious. That that's some that serious business you, right there. Yeah, it would look. That's the military vibe ever in the. I don't know. Korean <laughs> army, maybe. I don't know. But. <clears throat> so that's a video I was with Will Smith, of course, the famous Will Smith, not the other not famous Will Smith. Back when we were uh, at a uh, competing publication. Man, the crazy thing is Marco from Hot Hardware. He showed me that video like I don't know, like seven, six years ago. And I didn't remember it then. <laughs> it's like, when is this? I mean, let's, I let's watch a little bit more. Green, the mouse is green, the speaker's green. I mean, who's this guy? Do you remember this guy? All right, let's go to the I performance don't, I don't of this thing over here, thing. if we could, Will. We have a couple of demonstrations up here. First of all, the game's Just called so Black much and cocaine White. Back right. then. I want you to run the you game know. off the foul. Oh, what, what game are we running here? What is it uh, about the game that demands a lot from the hardware? Well, if you look at this game, it's a it's a god type simulator game. Look at Will. He looks um, he, like he has a hunchback. See the, everything, manage everything. The beer? The and the glasses level, too. Is this the populous? Five hundred acre island, all the way down to the individual people on the in the villages on the island. <laughs> so we'll zoom in and take a look at the. Oh, wow, this is, man, that's good for wow. one of our future talks to see how far we go. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I it came up on Twitter. I had to bring it up. I'm pretty sure it's populous. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I'm just amazed. Might be black and white. I can't tell. Yeah, I'm they're both amazed. god games. So. Yeah, yeah. The timing's perfect too. We have a Falcon machine behind us, which of course Kelt is going to go. Hey, uh, where's that box? Yeah, whoops. <laughs> need a <Uh-oh>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but on to the most important topic of the day. For uh, I was going to say cheap gamers, but that's not fair. People don't have huge budgets. Brand new GeForce card. Brad is going to talk about it. He knows information he can talk about, and he knows information he can't talk about. So we'll see if we can trip him up to Uh-oh. get him sued by NVIDIA and tell mm. us information. Whoa. That's so small. I thought it was going to be a bigger card, actually. Do they make add-ons? Uh, make yeah, it bigger? no, they're pretty small. Well, so that is what, Well, the uh, GTX 750 Ti, which is, this is replacing, right? This is the GTX 1050, 1050 Ti. Uh... The whole point of these are they're really small, really low power, 75 watts, so that uh, they can draw all their power from the motherboard. So you can slap them into like a pre-built Dell or HP big box system and upgrade it to a gaming machine with like minimal hassle. 
And we, we can we let's see, I because I, I actually looked up specs on this the other day. Can we talk about specs? I mean, the public specs. I got this from Nvidia's website, so we're not violating anything. Uh, the yep. 1050 is what 640 CUDA cores, I think, right? Yep, that's right. 640 CUDA cores and two gigabytes of RAM. It's 110 bucks, so it's going head to head with uh, AMD's Radeon RX 460 the two gigabyte version, but NVIDIA is also rolling out a GTX 1050 Ti, I'm not for sure how that's pronounced, uh, but that has four gigabytes of memory at 140 bucks, the exact same price as the uh, four gigabyte RX 460s. But the difference between the two is that NVIDIA's Ti version actually has more CUDA cores for enhanced performance, whereas the RX 460, the only difference between the two models is how much RAM is in there. Huh. And... Uh, I, I can't talk about performance that that you know of secretly, but do you think these are going to give a good run to AMD or just on paper? Well, or can we... let me. I'm going to look this way for a minute to look up the quote because uh, they put a quote on. And this is from Nvidia oh. on their website. They said, "Out of the box, the GTX 1050 and 1050 Ti are both blazing fast, with the Ti on average 40% faster and 128% more power efficient." than the closest competitive product. And in the footnotes, it said that closest competitive product is the RX 460. <laughs> so you always take things uh, straight from the vendor with a grain of salt, but right. that's what they have on paper. I would also uh, well, take no Blazing later, Fast. These cards launch next Tuesday. I, I would also take Blazing Fast with a grain of salt, but, you know, decently, <laughs> well, decently well, I mean, fast. This is, for, this is an upgrade, right? This is for... Uh, like the, the 750 Ti, like I was saying, the idea is to put this in a box that just has no graphics already. So to go from integrated Haswell to a full discrete GPU, I mean, it would feel blazing fast. That's true. Because you can play games. Yeah, I mean, and of course, I know you got. we were talking about this before the show, but I was saying, well, if you're going to spend a $100 video card, why don't you just save up and buy a $200 video card and get a much better experience? But... Um, but because a lot of people already have these big box PCs that they've bought, if you weren't shopping for a gaming box to begin with, you probably just got the cheapest thing that you could get from Best Buy. And, you know, all those systems, all those Dells, all those Lenovo's, all those HP laptops, they're very bare bones inside. I mean, they don't have – they have 350-watt power supplies. They have – they don't have extra power connectors. Uh, this lets you take this for 100 bucks, stick it in your PC, and you have a gaming box where before you didn't, so – and it's really they sold, I believe. They never said exactly, but I believe they sold a ton of the 750 Ti's before. So yeah, I've always wondered because I mean that's something Nvidia <clears throat> has always said. Like, hey, with 750, you know, you upgrade your POS machine, your throwaway corporate IT box. But are people really doing that? I mean, I I've always wondered. I because they don't seem to. I know. I personally. Sorry, ahead, I'm on a bit of a delay because yeah, yeah, my side ahead. of the internet is burning. Uh, I personally have talked three different people who have just those bare box computers and were interested in getting into gaming. I'm like, hey, man, grab one of these, throw them in. And I know personally at least three people who have gotten it. So that's just a pure anecdote. But that's the only card I have an anecdote like that for. So, Yeah, and I was going to say, I know the 750 Ti was pretty popular outside of the U.S. especially. Yeah. Uh, like that. that's a, a very strong Dota 2 and League of Legends card, which is how they sold it, and that is how it's being used. Cool. Um, because those those games are low intensity graphics enough that you can you can get away with just a 750. Okay, well, I, see, I'm a hardware snob, uh, obviously, clearly, clearly obviously. <laughs> but I, what? So, like a 750 Ti or this 1050 or RX 460. What kind of gaming are we looking at? Like modern titles, 
on Ultra at 1080 or modern titles at medium at 720p? Um, well, again, we can't talk about performance. Not on this, not on this but card. With the RX 460, uh, you could expect to hit 60 frames per second on 1080p medium. Or if you were fine with like a more console esque 30 frames per second, you could hit high. So not bad, not bad for a $100 card. Yeah, and we all know that Gordon is is very fine with console esque thirty frames a second. So <laughs> yes, yes. I think it makes sense. Smooth thirty I mean, frames a second. I think, I think the people who would be in the market for a hundred dollar card would be the kind of people who are who have been using consoles, who are mm-hmm. more lenient with frame rates as opposed to you know long time PC gamers who are sixty frames per second or bust. And I mean, if you only play World of Warships. <laughs> <laughs> then that's like you could that probably definitely play, all you, you need. You could probably play that on Ultra on hey, that card. World of Warships, man. <laughs> I I have a friend. He's playing this on his, uh, his brand I, new. I have a friend, not not him, not me, because I don't him. have a nice monitor. He has. He just built a 1070 box with the with the ROG 165 hertz panel to play. All right. Yeah. So. Did you see they uh, they 240 hertz or whatever they announced this week? I yeah. I don't. Which I is guess. which is like who the oh. hell needs it? Like I I love my 144 hertz, but I can't imagine going to 240. Maybe for pro gamers, you think? Yeah, maybe. I, don't I mean, know. they really do. Their pro gamers are insane. You know, like the the shoes don't make any of us play basketball better, but for the pros, those shoes do actually make a difference. So, um, <clears throat> so it's uh, it's a hundred bucks. Do, do you think you're going to get 110? Well, 110, 140. Do you think uh, getting like our IT department every week we're throwing away like uh, old original um, even some core i7 boxes, dual cores? Do you think this is will give you a better gaming experience than an Xbox One or a PS4? Not of course not counting the new PS4. Well, it depends on what you're looking for, right? I think so. Hayden did a great article recently about uh, why PC gaming is so much better than console gaming, in his opinion. Because it is. Uh, I happen to agree. Uh, but with this, you have the flexibility, right? This is a $100 card. You could put it in one of those throwaway boxes, and you already, right out of the gate, have Xbox One, PlayStation 4 level performance, right? Because it can already hit high at 30 frames per second, which is what the consoles are doing these days, and they don't even hit high, so... Or if, you know, you prefer the faster frame rate, you can get 60 frames per second on medium. So I would rather have one of these than an Xbox myself. Wow. If I had so, to pick I, one or the other and I already had a computer hanging around. Because, I mean, these are only 100 bucks. You probably already have a computer. Right. And, and, and people, plenty of, like, if you dumpster dive our company, you will probably get, like, a Core i7, even some Core 2 quad boxes that just get thrown away. So. Uh, uh, the lawyers are telling me, please don't dumpster dive the company yeah, for real yeah. people. <laughs> I actually dumpster dive our own companies. So. There's some the good stuff. This, this just in, the lawyers. Just in the lawyers. I like thing. that, Brad. Good job. So 1050, 110, 1050 Ti, 140 bucks. Comes out next Tuesday. Performance yep. lifts. Performance we'll data lifts next week, and we're going to see if it really is up to NVIDIA's claim of 40% faster. I guess is that what they're saying? Again, you always got to take those numbers from vendors with a grain of salt. But I mean, there has to—you would think there would has to be some sort of difference for them to put something like that out. I if if Nvidia is right though, does this kind of slam the door on AMD? Because I mean, man, they've really been like they've been doing great. Because that low end market—that's that's that's where you move a truckload of cards every week. So with the 1050, 1050 Ti, and this—you know—you have that three gig 1060. Have they sort of? If if they match the claims that they're saying, does it? What's going to happen with AMD? I mean, how do they respond? Well, I mean, it's funny because I think that we end up in the same position that 
AMD is in every time, which is AMD comes out with new cards, and everybody goes, this is the year. This is the year they're coming back. And then within like three months, NVIDIA releases their rebuttal. And then everybody's like, oh, is this it for AMD? They might yeah. be dead. Uh, I, don't feel, I don't feel like that narrative has changed for like seven or eight years now. Yeah, it's been what sadly. What really, long. really bums me out is that they could have had that with the RX 480. I mean, that card for 200 bucks kicks ass. And, you know, NVIDIA's is 250 But the problem is those $200 RX 480s and 4 gigabyte version lasted like six hours, and then they disappeared and prices yep. were jacked. And it's never come back down to earth. I saw one the other day, actually, for the first time since the launch. That was 199 bucks after a rebate. <laughs> if they had managed to actually stick to that line, because, you know, they had the big advertising blitz. $200 ready for VR, 200 bucks, But hasn't happened. Uh, question, are, are they pushing VR in any way on this? Uh, I mean, obviously, probably not. But, I mean, are they talking about it at all? Um, I was talking to Justin Walker, the product manager for NVIDIA desktop cards, and he said uh, that the 1050 Ti, uh, which is the pricier version, they're still testing it with Oculus, uh, but they would expect it to hit that new reduced min spec that they have for Oculus Rift headsets now, Mm. but they wouldn't commit to it, but they're testing it. Hmm. And right now it's 1060 for their, their their min card for VR, I think, right? Yeah, they just moved it down. Yeah, 960. Uh, yeah, oh, nine sixty. Yeah, they, they moved wow. it. They yeah. moved it down during Oculus Connect. Uh, it was a nine seventy, and then uh, because of asynchronous time warp, is that the one that they're space pushing warp. on? Uh, space warp. Yeah, <laughs> uh, asynchronous time and space. space warp. They were able to move that down to a nine sixty. Huh. Interesting. And it's crazy. It's the same thing with processors. I mean, now you can use the Oculus with a Core i three or an AMD A four APU. Yeah, it's it's impressive, uh, and and one step that they have above the Vive right now, uh, mm-hmm. kind of their only yeah. pitching point right now above and, the Vive. And this is an actual like driver software change. This is not just simply them going, "Wow." Uh, uh, yeah, they changed their SDK. Uh, okay. So so uh, before they were using uh, something called asynchronous time warp. Not to get too far in the weeds, basically it would uh, it would. Uh, change the way they rendered frames so that you would notice less stuttering, even if there was stuttering happening. Uh, it would just draw in the previous frame, I believe. Uh, and with Space Warp, uh, I can't remember how they pitch it in a in an easy way. It was one of those. It's like, like a supercharged version of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, they it can double. Like if you can, you need ninety frames per second to use VR. Uh, it can double it. So if you hit forty five frames with a GTX nine sixty, they can make it look like it's ninety frames. So you don't. Yeah, get sick. pretty much. Uh, huh. It was one of those. It was the that was their big reveal at Oculus Connect. I feel like because uh, some of the other news that should have been a big reveal, like the Oculus Touch price, kind of fell flat when everybody found out how expensive it would be. So. I, I just can't like to me because I remember when, you know VR like they were saying nine seventy. I yep. was like that doesn't seem like it's enough. No, they they've now brought with I mean with the nine sixty being the new min spec, they've brought the price of a VR ready system down to like six hundred dollars or something like that. I can't remember which five hundred. Five hundred? Yeah. Well and do you yeah. do you think they did this so that the consoles could get you know, like the Xbox One is rumored oh, to, I, yeah, to work I'm, with Oculus. Yeah, so. I'm I'm sure that if the if Scorpio ends up working with the uh with the Oculus next year, it's it's partially because of this. Do, do you think though that um <clears throat> Do you, do you think that this is God? My brain is freaking out here. Do you think that they're going to go back and say they're going to say nine sixty works with Oculus? But are, are they going to go back and certify other laptops? Because I know 
like the for laptops, they're saying you need a 980, well, nothing lower. So, so, so part of the problem with the laptops is still how they were wired right. prior to to last generation 980 laptops. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know what the min spec is going to be on new 10 series generation laptops, yeah. uh, but the problem with, with the 970 and, and uh, 960M uh, was that uh, the way those were wired, the HDMI port is wired into the integrated Optimus. graphics yeah. and not into the actual graphics card. I have talked around and around with NVIDIA about that, and they claim, and I have not tested it, but they do claim that um, Optimus is not a problem with VR. It's a problem with I, it, is, it is absolutely a problem with VR. Uh, I <laughs> I had a uh, I was using that MSI laptop with that 970M for a while, uh, and that thing you would plug in a, a VR headset, and Oculus would not like the Oculus uh, launcher would not detect that hmm. anything was plugged in. Okay, which Brad, one more thing. Sure. I think that was Adam. sorry. That, 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 was, that, that was me. I was just going to say, let's, uh, what let's, are you, let's Al Gore? <laughs> yeah. Well. I... <laughs> <laughs> nice timely reference, Gordon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, let, let's let's wrap this up and move it on to the next uh, topic. But uh, real quick, we have a, a question from Chad. Um, well, two questions really. The first one uh, from is Chad. Chat. Chat. From, oh, okay. from the chat. From yep. Chad writes in. Uh, actually, I don't know who this is. Uh, it's from the PC World account. So somebody uh, back in the in the office. Uh, why is Gordon the only one without a beard? All right. Oh damn! I've I had a beard notice. since I was fifteen. Yeah, I I've, I've had a beard since I was in college. So, can you answer that, uh, or 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 is the legal team gonna? gonna I come I, in and tell I you like no? I, I'm just you know it just seems too much work to maintain it. You know, I mean if you're gonna be dumpster diving, you don't want to have all that extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the food gets stuck to you, and you get kids. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Things get different there. Kids so pulling on the beard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I but, stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, wait, so that's actually the perfect segue to the next one, which is the Razorblade Pro. Hayden Digman <laughs> himself. <laughs> wait, let me pull my, my beard here. Actually, my son is like, you should grow a mustache, Dad. It's like, no. Oh, Gordon with a mustache would be great. Yeah. I thought about doing evil Spock, you know, with the goatee, but, you know. <laughs> that was a great segue. Wait, wait, so the, you actually touched the new Razer Blade Pro. I touched Pro. the Blade Pro. What, what is the, so what's the big deal with the Razer Blade Pro? Uh, so the Blade Pro, the reason it's a big deal is because they actually made a good laptop for once. What? Uh, Whoa, that's a burn. Uh, Razer makes great stuff. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Razer as a whole. I'm just talking about the Blade Pro line, uh, which has been the black sheep of the Blade family for a long time now, uh, to the point where... I didn't actually know they had updated it last year because they never even bothered marketing it. Did they update it? it? Yeah, they they updated it with the 960M, um, but never bothered marketing it. How is that anybody. an update? It's like uh, a- well, because before it was on an 860M. Uh, so, so two generations ago, uh, the blade, the 14-inch blade, got a bump and they moved it to a 4K screen and put in a 97 or an 870, I believe at the time, uh, M now a 970M. And I guess now a 1060, uh, but that that tier of graphics card. Okay. And the same year, their 17-inch Blade Pro, which they pitched as like the the workstation laptop, uh, they had a nine or a 860M in that, so a, a class down from the Blade itself. Uh, because it was only using a 1080 screen, they claimed it was fine because it's whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but like nobody games in 4K on the Blade. Because the, the 970M was not going to push 4K right. properly, so basically you were buying 
a more expensive laptop because the blade has always been like $500 more expensive for just the crap version than the blade. Uh, so you're buying a, a more expensive laptop with a worse graphics card. And given the fact that, that Razer is a, a gaming-centric company, uh, most people buying that Blade Pro were buying it for games, not for like Photoshop or anything that, that they were pitching it as. Right. And, um, of course, the Blade Pro had the cool – they did have yeah, the really the cool Yeah, the Switchblade interface, right? which uh, the, the Switchblade blade, blade was a, a touchpad slash touchscreen – uh, that you could like watch Twitch on or or browse Twitter or whatever on the on the touchpad itself, uh, but like nobody nobody used it as far as I know. Like I have a Blade Pro at home that I use in my day to day laptop, you and I don't think I've feature. ever used Switchblade for what it's supposed to be used for. But and it also had the key, the the macro keys that you could change. They were basically uh, small screens yeah. too, right? They uh, could uh, yeah, change. and they, yeah, and they well, so you would use those mostly for uh, like launching apps on the on the uh, Switchblade. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, it was, like, not a great laptop. Like, they had Switchblade. That was basically the whole selling point was, like, this one screen. Uh, but the, the graphics card was bad. The processor was was mediocre. And it was expensive. And uh, huge. And it, and it was $2,500 and 17 inches. Uh, so the new Blade Pro, they were they went back and redesigned it entirely. It now has a 1080, which makes it a, a tier up from the 14-inch Blade. Uh, and they also changed that to a 4K screen. Uh, so they finally got around to doing that on the Blade Pro. Uh, the the thing that they have removed is that Switchblade UI. Is the um, so the, it's gone the UI? They sold it to Apple because yeah, apparently whatever. Apple's going to use that in their new laptop. <laughs> they, they got rid of that whole Switchblade. Now it's just a normal ass trackpad. Is with, the trackpad uh, still offset though? Uh, it is. It is still on the right hand side. And the whole idea is uh, the the reason is because the battery is in the the lower. Okay. Uh, third of the the base. So, uh, and that's a what did I say yesterday? A thirty three hundred. Is that the maximum they can put in? Uh, ninety nine watt hour battery. Yeah. 90, so yeah. so it is a it is basically the biggest battery they can put in and still let you fly on an airplane. Yeah. yeah uh, but no word yet on what battery life is like. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But it but, is definitely a step up from from that previous Blade Pro, which yeah. you could never recommend. Uh, the problem is that the price has also gone up. And it is now a thirty-seven hundred dollar laptop. Ow. Well, I mean, that's like a dollar per pixel. <laughs> oh, going across that way. That is really expensive. I mean, yeah, we've seen nuts. some, like this, the ten eighty laptops we've seen. Of course, are the big desktop replacement. You know, ten yeah. pounders. Those things are. This thing's still only an inch thick. Twenty-five. 20, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Nice thing is, it's it's less than eight pounds and it's less than an inch thick. So I, I, I mean, I said to you the other day, I expect to see a lot of these on the game demo circuit. Yeah. Uh, because devs are always hauling laptops and they always have to haul these big origin machines that take up like an entire luggage case. Right. Um, I I would expect to see more and more Blade Pros on on like demo circuits, but I don't know. Who is the target market as far as just a normal guy who is like, I want to spend four grand on a laptop that in like well, I mean, three years is not going to be. Uh, this is the big problem with, with gaming laptops is like they are outdated so fast. Yeah. That like four grand on a laptop that in three or four years you're going to be like, ah. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough. That's a, kind of a tough sell. Yeah. For me, at least. Well, what about that stealth? Is that anything new coming up on that? Uh, stealth is still the same. Uh, they refreshed it last month or whatever, uh, yeah, and, and, and added a few different like mid tiers in the stealth. Um, well, and specifically, I meant the the add on. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the graphics core, card, the yeah. Razer yeah. Core. Uh, so they have said that so far the the Blade Pro is not core certified. Uh, I 
their, their, their reason, own product. Yeah. Their, <laughs> so their reason when we were in there yesterday and I heard somebody at Razor say this was, I don't think that you would get better performance from the core than, than the 1080 that's in there, which might be true at the moment, but I have to imagine that would change in a couple of years. So I don't, I mean, that's the whole idea is upgradability. Yeah, like, I, I imagine they're going to add it in at some point. I just think that right now uh, they basically are, uh, you know, are you going to get better performance from the internal 1080 or from a bandwidth constrained? Well, in but in four years, three years from now, when you want to get like, hey, I, I want the new 2080, yeah. where the heck it is, <clears throat> you can drop it into a cabin. I, I got to say, there's something, there is just something going on with external graphics because... Everybody's been showing off that Razer Core for like, I don't know, what, 10 months now? But I've not seen one. Nobody's reviewed one. And uh, Yeah, so the, it's apparently available to buy, too, which is I fascinating. Go buy uh, and it's been really? Fa- it's been Power. available to buy for like five months now. What? Um, I, but nobody Power in Color the press has seen one. Devil Box yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just, from, from what I've been told from, you know, people who want to throw shade on it, they say that <clears> the problem with graphics over thunderbolt is it's not really a ratified um spec yet and intel is working on it so they basically have to they have to they have to certify each laptop uh ufi to work with it so of course you know this you can guess it's alienware and msi throwing shade because they're like look you could our upgrade you can just do it right now like and and, you know as much as everybody wanted to to poo poo uh the, the alienware uh external graphics the amplifier it's Man, the thing is like 150 bucks on Amazon yeah. or $200, and like you can run that on almost every Alienware laptop. Yeah, it's kind of proprietary, but who the hell cares when it's a $150 cabinet? So. Yeah, I get, I get the feeling Intel is really spinning its wheels on a lot of peripheral stuff um, because, for instance, uh, another Razer product, the Stargazer uh, yeah. webcam, uh, they, they announced that at CES, and it just came out uh, this month. And and I had to beg Razer for a, a review unit. Yeah. Uh, they they apparently we are the only publication to have a review up wow. so far. And it's a um, beautiful webcam. It, yeah, it, well, it's a really nice looking webcam, uh, but the image quality is not super great. And but the build quality. And so Razer has now said to me that they're working with Intel to improve the image quality, and then and then they would like us to take another look at it. Uh, so I get the feeling that like a lot of Intel's ideas are are getting sort of uh, left left behind in the in the in the process of coming to market. Uh, yeah, like I don't wonder. I don't know why it's taken this long for RealSense to hit desktops. It's kind of kind of crazy to me. Yeah, um, we're, we're definitely seeing a lot of them on on uh, laptops. Yeah, we're absolutely, and laptops. That, and that's what I mean. I don't know why it's taking this long, and and I don't know why then it comes out and and they still have to work on it behind the scenes to get it up yeah. to par anyway and. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, for now, that Blade Pro, I mean, it looks nice. Uh, though, I, though we were talking before the show, uh, you have some concerns about the the battery yeah. and the uh, the power supply, right? Because it's what 200? 250 watts, which Gordon is convinced is not enough. To- I I just wonder because all of the the big desktop replacement, you know, they're you know basically the same part. They're quads quad Skylakes with 1080s in them. They're all running the big 330 watt power brick. So I guess Razor is somewhere they're thinking we don't need the extra 75 watts. So my concern, though, is they're like, I guess you can do that, but maybe you're just going to scale the clocks back on the GPU because also it's a pretty narrow, it's a pretty thin laptop. So maybe they're going to crank the clocks down to, you know, to keep the 
control the heat. And then, by the way, we don't need the extra 75 watts everybody else is using. Yeah, so then you would you have a 1080 in there, but maybe not that full 1080 power. Right, right. right. We'll okay. see. Hey, but, so, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, it's Sorry. a G-Sync monitor too, right? Sorry, yeah, it is. Again. Yep, 4K uh, it's a G-Sync, G-Sync monitor, so that kind of will build in some leeway for them to clock it back because you'll still get smooth performance even if you don't hit 60 frames per second with that thing. Yeah, this yeah. Is true. It just again, like it's it's a four grand laptop, uh, and that's <laughs> it, it's it starts at thirty seven hundred. It's not like that's the top tier version. It starts at thirty seven hundred dollars, uh, and and so I. I don't know if I'm spending that much money on a laptop. I want to make sure that I'm getting full performance out of that thing, uh, yeah. Regardless of all the other bells and whistles. But maybe you just wanted a thin laptop, which yeah. you're not seeing. I've not seen 1080 in anything that's less than you know, like yeah, an inch than, a, than a Mac truck, basically. So <laughs> they're all pretty huge. Uh, Adam, you were saying uh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, to wrap up this segment, uh, we have a question from chat from Luis. He says, "Hey guys, what can I do to get good frame rate?" On what? <laughs> Depends. I don't know. Uh, well, first, stop using integrated graphics. Uh, get a get one of these 1050s next week or an R. Hundred bucks. You gotta buy basically a better graphics card. Frame rates are all about just GPU. Bump things down to medium too, man. You tinker with your settings. That's the great part about PC gaming. If you're not getting good frame rates, dial it back. I mean, you can even dial it back the resolution too. I mean, everyone focuses on 1080p gaming, but if you drop it down to 720, you'll get a lot better frame rate and. It's still HD. That's what most people's TVs are. A lot of TVs are, at least. So there's a lot of flexibility you can do. Dial it back. Dial down texture. Yeah, so well, so and d- especially like depending on what you're playing. Uh, Overwatch has been in the news this week uh, because dynamic reflections are in that game. Yeah, and and somebody made made the uh, discovery. But like, you should know this. Uh, dynamic reflections. If you turn that off, uh, that'll like double your frame rate in most games oh. uh, because that's very very intensive. Um, so yeah, if you were playing Overwatch, turn that off, uh, and you'll double your frame rate. Man, you know the there, wonderful thing is I, to be a develop. Oh, go ahead. There is Brad. a site called PC Gaming Wiki. If you are yep. having a problem with any particular game, go to that site immediately, read up on it, and it'll get you going as best as you can go on what you got. Man, I got to write that down. PC Gaming Wiki. Yeah. Yeah, PC Gaming PC- Wiki and Reddit Game Deals are the two things every PC gamer should go to, along with PC Part Picker. I was just saying that's a that's a great tip, Hayden, uh, to turn off the the reflections in in Overwatch. I mean, there's nothing like being a developer on a game, spending three and a half months to make a certain visual effect look just right. Like that's the only thing you worked on, and then everybody just turns it off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I really feel like developers should should maybe be a bit more responsible with their options menus uh, about explaining, like, hey, like, and, and some games do do this. Uh, like, I want to say Tomb Raider, maybe. I'm saying, like, hey, this is what this affects, and also, if you turn this off, this will have, like, either a low or a high impact on your frame rate. Because, like, instead, you just have to, like, if you don't know what ambient occlusion is, you're just like digging through options menus, being like, "Well, I guess I'll try and turn this off and see what happens." Yeah, and, yeah. And then like you check your frame rate, and it went up by like one frame, and you're like, "Well, and you maybe I'll just turn that one back on." Yeah, and that's agreed. I mean, why don't they just have? They should have plain English, plain English EULAs. They should have plain English <laughs> interfaces for games. I don't know well, what I, the eight XAA. I've I've noticed that the uh, the new. Um, GeForce Experience is trying to do that a little more. When you when you hover over each of the options, uh, you know, a little like kind of pop up with a little uh, 
thing in it. So, you know, yeah. at least NVIDIA is trying to do that a little bit. Yeah, I just find it like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hands-on type of person with my options, so I find it really hard to trust nvidia to do it like they well, they well say not, not even to my, like crack calibrate you know like if you just kind of hover over the little options yeah, that they're showing you. yeah you yeah. can't change it obviously right there but you know they at least you know ex- describe it to you a little bit that's why i just said everything to, to ultra and max <laughs> it's the easiest way <laughs> oh, you know so you don't go to the movie theater and see a michael mann movie <laughs> and then basically put on glasses with opaque filters on them you want to go there to see what 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 the director what the game developers wanted to give you not to like to turn into a pastel watercolor which actually brings up a good topic i mean that's our good segue to battlefield one boom hayden has Uh, played it he's brad have you played it yet i haven't played the final i played during the betas Adam, you're playing it. Yep, uh, played a couple chapters in the uh, the campaign, and then a couple matches. So, last Gordon, night. you're the only one. I I have put down money and bought every single Battlefield ever in existence that right. mattered. Not Bad Company, sorry, or any of that space. One Damn, that dude, Bad Company matter. Two was one of the best Battlefields. No, it was good. None of the space ones. None of that. Battlefield Twenty-one forty-two. You have to convince me. I need to give EA my money because my experience with Battlefield Three and then Battlefield Four, uh-huh. Battlefield Four especially, was like, no, this, this I'm off this this ride this time. So is it is it all that? Uh, well, as I said to Adam earlier, it has been a a weak year for video games. I think I think Brad might agree. Uh, it, a lot of high, yeah. I don't know, high profile disappointments uh, mm-hmm. this year. Uh, in this year of extremely weak video games, uh, Battlefield One is a strong game of the year contender for me right now. I have I have enjoyed it that much. Huh? I'm trying to relate that to like an Oscars nomination. Like so, like that's like that's best picture. That's like one of those. That's I, your that's your best picture. Nom. Your best. But I'm just thinking. It's like, but it's one of those years. Like, man, these movies sucked. How these yeah. movies make it here? And then like, that's gonna be best. Okay, it's, I guess. Yeah. It like is. my cousin Vinny wasn't like no, that's Marissa Tomei, right? <laughs> she got like best actress for my cousin Vinny. Like, man, everybody really must have just. I mean, I love Marissa Tomei. It's a good performance, a great movie, but Oscar. I mean, she didn't have an English accent. So I was gonna have an Oscar. I was gonna say it's like when Crash won, but Crash just won <laughs> for no reason because there were other better movies that year. Well, so Crash that Battlefield garbage. One is like it's the best because everybody sucked. Yeah, I, and that's sort of that's sort of where I'm at. But that doesn't mean like Battlefield One is not a good game. It's an excellent game, but it just doesn't stack up to like like Witcher Three was our our game of the year last year, and I would not put Battlefield One on the same tier as Witcher Three right now. But I think that Battlefield One is an excellent excellent game. Uh, especially the, yeah exactly an excellent battlefield game uh the multiplayer is just straight up battlefield with a with a world war one skin yeah uh which i'm digging uh it's been really nice to go back to like 1942 i mean obviously it's pre-1942 but that that era of weaponry where things are like real chunky yeah uh, so you get like that like conk 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 whenever you're using an, yeah, an assault too. rifle or a, an anti-air yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, r- real quick, everybody, because I mean, I think we've all played a ton of battlefields. Let, let's let's rank them. I think we should take all the battlefields and oh, rank them. You best don't even to worst. need to. Battlefield Two, it's over. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, yeah, I say Battlefield Two, and then Bad Company Two right underneath that, uh, and then yeah. 
1942, maybe underneath that. I would give Battle of 1942 the the second nomination. Second spot. My reason is Battlefield 1942 was like, man, this is incredible. You've got all these vehicles. I mean, the first person part was not great. But but you didn't not, play Bad Company two, right? I think I tried it. I just kind of just it just didn't. Did I, I mean, I, I me. played I Bad just, Bad Company two. Uh, I I would still put 1942 over it. I, and, just, and I think mostly just because it was yeah you big know, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Empire was better than I, Star I, Wars, but Star Wars is still on that list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Battlefield four really shaped up once they got all the netcode. I agree. Straightened four, out. Four, especially like if you've got all the expansions, which they made, they gave them away for free a couple months ago. Uh, Battlefield Four with all the expansions is a a hell of a multiplayer game. Mm. Um, yeah, but like it took Does like Battlefield One have any of the netcode issues? Uh, no, not as far as I know. They've got they're running sixty hertz servers out of the gate, and I haven't played today, uh, obviously because I'm here. Uh, and this is technically launch day, so who knows? In the last like ten minutes. All the servers might have lit on fire, and that game became a garbage truck. Uh, but yeah, as far as this whole week has gone, they—I mean—they started letting people in on the 13th, and then more people on the 18th. Uh, and everything this week has been totally solid. Um, so, there's still—you'll uh, still notice some ping issues, uh, but you know that's standard multiplayer shooter stuff. So if I do buy it, though, so if I do—if I do get—if you Lucy do buy Charlie it. Brown again, right? Which one do I buy? Because it's like I don't want. It used to just be you'd buy Battlefield. Now it's like, hey, you want this one? Yeah. Well, oh, you want I, 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 extra large? Real quick, I, I I think you apply the logic, Gordon, that you do for building PCs. Like you just want to go the biggest, the best. Just dump all the money. Just get you know the whole the whole shebang. Well, so Brad read my review earlier, and and this is actually one of my criticisms still of Battlefield is that because they make money off of it, they're still charging for dlc maps which like every other game or 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 90 percent of multiplayer shooters at this point they have done away with that model because it just splits your community up it makes it a huge pain in the ass for anybody to get into it uh and and battlefield in particular is expensive it's a 50 dollar season pass so like you're basically paying us for a second game to just buy dlc season Um, pass does that imply the season ends makes me the reason I haven't bought Battlefield yet is because of that. Because that yep. knowing that I have to invest another fifty dollars into it makes me yep. really, really hesitant to buy. No, a game. me too. And and that's my biggest complaint by far with Battlefield at this point is that it feels like I'm being forced to buy a whole second game on top of it. Nickel like with Star Wars. Yeah, and and so I, I don't know. Like that that aspect of it really bothers me. Um, but uh, other than that, like I think it is a very tight, very solid Battlefield game. But you get so fifty bucks gets you the game. Yeah, sixty you don't bucks get gets the, you the game. Or sixty, but then you have to basically buy the other maps. Yeah, because like after a while, I, I mean they they release so much DLC for Battlefield that like after a while you have like one fifth of the maps that are out right. there or something. But they call it season pass. What the hell? Uh, yeah, that's a standard. Gordon, you're old. <laughs> well, back when I played Battlefield, they didn't call it that. They just See, it was, season pass is just like your your. That, that's deluxe. like a that's like a cross game term for for just maps. I just don't like how that they'll sounds. charge you fifty bucks. They'll charge you fifty bucks and you get everything, or you can pay seventy five bucks and buy them bit by bit. Yeah, they, they just <laughs> pitch it as like a deal for the for the consumer. Do do they include any of that in like the the what is it EA Access? Is yeah, that I don't called? I don't think they include any of that with anything. Like, that's the thing is Battlefield makes so much money that they don't feel like they have to to knuckle down. Whereas like Titanfall, they ended up giving away all that DLC for free six months after launch or whatever because nobody wanted to buy Titanfall DLC. Week? 
Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Titanfall is coming out next week. <laughs> Call of Duty comes out the week after that. Battlefield came out this week. That Titanfall uh, release fail. date is a terrible idea. <laughs> really? Like, uh, who, the, who the hell oh, is buying Titanfall yeah. when they have Call of Duty and Battlefield on either side of that? That's true. But is there crossover? Because really, you got Battlefield people and you got COD people. I, I think that the Titanfall and Call of Duty market uh, is like squarely aligned. I think that they are really screwing themselves with that placement. Okay. Uh, if they if they delay that game until March when nothing comes out, uh, or at least no big shooters like that, I think they would have had a much better time. But yeah. we'll see next week, I guess, because we're not that far out. <laughs> I have one last question um, <clears throat> on Battlefield. You guys have both played it. You guys got a sense of how much hardware you need to run it? I don't, because I'm running really nice hardware. Yeah. I've read... I've read several performance reviews. I haven't actually benchmarked them yet, uh, but it runs really well on pretty much everything. Like I was reading things that said on a 960 and a 380, you can still get ultra at 1080p. Yeah, I think so, Battle I mean, Dice has always way. been really, really good. About I mean, if it's any indication, so you know, I, I have a what is it, Skylake i5, uh, a 1070 in at 4K. I'm almost at ultra settings on everything. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's it's. So Pretty down to 970 smooth. sounds like easily. I'm, I'm sorry, 1070. Did I say 970? Yeah, 1070. No, but I mean, yeah. but you're at 4K, but I'm thinking 1080p, 970 should yeah, be fine, easy. and 960 yeah. with some turn down. Well, and, and so the, the other piece of this real quick is the, the single player uh, is actually very good for what? for the first time ever in a dice game. <laughs> uh a bad company one was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, yeah, so I expected to get like a dumb Call of Duty style game and instead what they've done is uh they've they have six mini stories like mini vignettes uh and each one concerns a different part of the war so there's one that takes place in like gallipoli and one that takes place you're like a british tank driver at the battle of Cnae. uh i i it's really nice like it's very it's a very respectful campaign uh it reminds me a lot of like call of duty 2 or like the old medal of honor games okay. where you weren't just like a dude who like won Normandy single-handedly? <laughs> you were like, thank God for Johnson. Or yeah, exactly. Like, like, follow, follow Ramirez, and you're just like you save the world from a nuclear <laughs> yeah. attack by yourself. Ramirez uh, did do a lot of work. It, it's a lot more like you're just a guy who who is put in a an extraordinary situation, and you have to make your way through that. Okay, um, and I, I'm really enjoying it, and and you played the opening mission. Uh, which yeah. I think is one of the strongest in the whole game. I mean, it, it leaves a really good first impression. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not like that one dude is like, my God, this is disrespecting everybody who died in those trenches. Yeah, no, they, they actually, I, I was very worried because the multiplayer is like, ah, World War One was a great time and the cannons on trains and blah, blah, <laughs> And so I, w- I was very worried going in the single player and instead it actually is, is very solemn. Uh, and very grim for a right. for a multi or for a battlefield campaign. I guess especially. I'll have to buy it then. Yeah, if you do, let me know. I mean, Adam I, and I'll play with you. Yeah, and I, I know you're you know you're a history buff enough that I, I think you'd appreciate it too. So. Okay. Should so, we get to the main uh, the main event here? Now the main, main event. event. Everybody, if you're watching, you see all these keyboards. If you're listening, in front of us are I don't know eight keyboards. Seven mm. of them are mechanical. Yeah. Did I even count yeah, that right? One, eight. Two, zero, eight. There's eight. One of them is a dome keyboard. I brought that so that Hayden or whoever is taking the challenge can clear their palate. You know, you, when you have like a wine tasting, they give you something so you can, like, I don't know. I don't I'm even all, know what it is. I'm only counting seven keyboards here. Is it? Wait, I think seven? you're crazy. Okay, there's seven keyboards. One of them is a dome keyboard. Now, uh, this brings up, now Hayden is a keyboard snob. 
Everybody's a keyboard snob, right? Everybody's like, <laughs> oh, well, so what do you prefer? Well, Throwing I, you under I the want, bus here. I, I want know. cherry reds. Now, I'm like that, too, because I, I like cherry blues, whatever. Everybody's got that. They, they What about you, Brad? Cherry blue or get out of here. I actually, I love the Razor Black Widow, and they got rid of it, and I... Even though I've gone through two or three of them for years before that, I switched brands because I need Cherry Blue more than I need a Razor Black Widow. <laughs> now, I'm bringing this up because I'm like, I usually like Cherry Red as well. I'm, I'm a Cherry Red fan. But everybody says this. It's just like they say, oh, well, I can't drink Pepsi. I like Coke, right? I actually don't believe it. In fact, I've done this before, which is why I'm doing this now. There's only one person on earth I've ever run into. I'm going to give a shout out to him. It's, it's uh, Corey, the former PC gamer managing editor, who was the rain man of keyboards. <laughs> like, you would you'd give him a keyboard, and he would be like, Cherry Green, these keys were made. Last production run of 2014, because <laughs> they had a problem in machine number five. Like, and he could do that. I actually don't believe it. Now, Hayden's going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'll get them all wrong. I can tell you that. And I will try because I have a favorite. I use this grungy silver Corsair keyboard. It's real grungy, For four dude. years. <laughs> there are crumbs on that so keyboard So I know still. that keyboard better than I know my own body. Okay, so <laughs> I actually did bring a blindfold for Hayden. How we're going to do this is we're going to put a keyboard in front of him. I brought a... It, this is an actual this this podcast is not sponsored by Intel, but I have an Intel an Intel uh, blindfold. They give this to you if you buy Intel integrated graphics for gaming. Is what they do because, <laughs> like you can tell, right? No, I'm just kidding. That came out. I think an idea for something, but they should actually give. That was it to good. You. you almost caught me. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, integrated graphics. You don't want to look at it. It's gonna be ugly. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a keyboard in front of Hayden. I'm gonna hold up the sticky. It'll say what the keyboard is, what type of technology or what color or whoever. We have a Razor keyboard. We have a Roamer. We have a blue. We have a red, brown. I don't even know. And then I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Sorry for audio people. I can't say because if I say, then I, I, I don't want to give him any hints because by process of elimination, he'll know that, well, like, I don't want to do this keyboard. Well, maybe, uh, maybe do oh, it in we? a specific order and remember the order you did it in. So then. Well, I feel like if I get it right, we should, we should get a. If he gets up. it right, yeah. we'll give him. Yeah. So okay. then I'll just say, I'll say that it's makes a, sense. Or we're gonna uh, do that one. I'm going to preface this by saying what I said to Gordon, which is uh, I believe the Razor keyboard and the Cherry Blues are going to be the hardest to tell apart because. Uh, those keyboards are, are, I mean, the the razor greens are just knockoff cherry blues, but we'll see. All right, and and part of the uh, the thing is that he he can't handle the actual keyboard itself because right. obviously there's different sizes, so you know. So I'm gonna, ju- just pressing the keys. So I'm going to put the first one down. I don't know if people can see that on the camera. I'm holding it up. Go ahead. Yep. You can put both hands on there. It's right in front of you. You're kind of. He's got to listen. Uh, I believe those are my favorite cherry blues. Oh, oh very good. Okay. You got the blue. Got it. Got All it. All right. Okay. I'm impressed. <laughs> so far, so cheating. good. That's the easy one, though. That's the one you got to start with. I mean, yeah, those are the ones I know best. <laughs> As Gordon said, I know them better than my own body. So. <laughs> uh. Oh, Okay. Uh, those are some some crap rubber domes. If I ever <laughs> one. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I, I was mean, hoping you were going to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive. All right. What next to pick one. next? What to pick next? Two for two. 
Uh, so this is a linear switch. I can feel that right off the bat. Uh, and judging by the resistance, I'm going to say these are probably the, the blacks. Oh, man. Whoa. Good job. Oh, my God. I don't know Damn. if I'm allowed to for say three for the blacks three. on this podcast. But. <laughs> That's racist. All right. Um, Damn. That's pretty good. All right. I'm so far, so one. good. He's warming those fingers up. Corey's got some competition. All right. Yeah? Yep. Uh, did you give me the same keyboard? <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> he is wow. not. He is serious. Oh, wow. All right, all right. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> He's got to get in there. Uh, so I can, I can feel a, a slight bump. Uh, when I press these keys, so I am pretty sure that these are uh, browns. Wow, man! Yeah, on a roll. Holy smoke! Wow, <laughs> this is impressive. That is why this fan does our keyboard reviews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- anytime anyone uh, ever questions the keyboard reviews in the yes. future, just we'll, Look we'll, at we'll this cut video. this little segment I mean, out. They, they will question that. Like <laughs> you don't know time. what you're talking about. Uh, so again, a slight bump, um, but there's a uh, very low actuation point on these. Uh, I think these are Logitech's Romer G Man. switches. Yep, <laughs> yep. Good, good, good. Uh, they feel a little bit, a little bit like a cross between Browns and a rubber dome keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! Uh, how many do we have left? We have two more. <clears throat> Yeah, so this is a, a very easy linear switch. So these must be uh, Gordon's crumb stained cherry oh. <laughs> <Sherry> reds. <laughs> uh, I said I said crumb stained, not something else that yes, sounds very crumb. similar. Crumb with a R. <laughs> and yeah, if, and this is uh, the the razor greens. Uh, they're yeah. they're blues, wow. but That's... they have a low actuation point. No, no, that's a that's a dome keyboard. <laughs> it's too clicky for those domes. Wow! All right, well that's that is impressive. That, that uh, seven for seven. That yeah. is and every, eight for eight. Eight, eight, eight for eight. That black uh, oh, switch up. That's man. every single keyboard. He got that's, that. That's great. We should I'm we should have a trophy. Right so I can. So like for me, I I cannot tell. <laughs> I could probably pick the dome out. Actually, for this, there's no way I could even come close to what Hayden is. What I want to see is if I can pick out red. Okay. Well, right, so actually, just, and, and more importantly, I want to see if he can pick out his you, own. Can you move these over to, to me so that I can hand them to you easier? Yeah, well, we, we got some people in the chat saying, wow, he, uh, he Hayden is really good. Definitely, definitely. That's Ooh. cherry red. They, they, they had a problem that year. Um, <laughs> Hans was sick. He's running machine number seven. He wasn't there, and uh, his coworker did it all wrong. This is. And I, I can't remember, Brad. What did you say? Uh, do, do you think you could uh, get pretty far in this challenge? Uh, not a hundred percent, but I think I would get at least seventy-five percent. Nice, I can nice. say that from you know three thousand miles away or whatever I am. <laughs> 
All right. All right, Gordon. You ready, Gordon? Yep. He's he's right. sufficiently covered. So I'm just trying to pick out my red, right? Yep. Where's the? This is normally how he types. Don't be touching the keyboard. He's cheating. That's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you you want to take a guess on what it was? Are you kidding? After that performance? (laughs) That's like one of those things like you're on the you're on the track or whatever, you like you just go home. You go home. Right? All right. There's one. Nah, that's not it. Right. You are correct. Yep. Those are blacks. Yep. Oh, man, he's two for two. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, the stack of keyboards. I know, right? Unwieldy. All right, there's one. All right, ready? Yep. Uh, hold up the sign for the audience. <laughs> he's really getting into it. Man, I... It's great radio, by the way. This one could be it. I this, I can't. Can you feel how much crumb is on it? I'm trying not to. I'm actually just trying to base it on the keys, not on the, <laughs> the filth on the keyboard. <laughs> I gotta. You're not. You're not certain there. I'm not certain. You're not, I'm certain. not certain. This could be it. I mean. Well, you you got to say yes or no. You you got to do it. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, yeah, that's it. Gordon does yeah. know this keyboard oh. better than his own body. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I got that right. He, he was he was pretty uh, he was pretty iffy on it. So. I was very close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. I'm just surprised. I mean, definitely that's about all I could do. But <laughs> he got every ladies and gentlemen. He picked out every oh. single keyboard in that it- that Pepsi challenge. Do you have any uh, guesses about the other ones that you tried? I have no idea. I I have no idea. Absolutely none. Uh, no, 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 the it? second one was the blacks, uh, which are uh, now buried somewhere. And the first one was brown, right? Uh, yeah, and the first yeah. one was the browns. Huh. Okay. Uh, I I think I sort of felt a steel series kind of like texture on the keys. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I do because I had a, I ran a steel at home for I, a long time. I gave you the I gave you the blacks because they're they're pretty much the same as reds, just heavier. So I was hoping I'd trip mm. you up. Normally, but. I would say uh, you're just making that up because everybody who's like says that is full of it. But clearly. <laughs> We can't say that about Hayden. I spend a lot of time in my house alone, just like touching keyboards and getting like, them, and getting and them get, crummy and getting paid for do it. Do you too. do that at home? Do you like you make your girlfriend like, okay, which one is it? Which one is it? Come on, man! I just want to watch Game of Thrones. Can't we just? No, no, I got to know now. He's been Half training. He's been training for this. Feeling up his keyboard. <laughs> man, that was a, that was an incredible performance. So every that was like out of, clearly the dome wasn't fair, but like we're talking. You could tell the difference between seven different mechanical keyboards and the actual, the actual reasons. Because it's got a bump. It's got yep. an actuation point. That was good. That this was whole really time, good. I thought he was just making it up. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, well, and we, we, this is not too tricky. Uh, like, if we had thrown in, like, greens or, or some of the other cherry variants, I think it would have it been harder. Because uh, after a while, you get to, like, very minute differences between them. We, yeah. we, we only did the four main cherries, which are red, blue, black, and brown. Uh, and, and that's a bit easier because the differences between them are, are pretty stark. Hmm. Interesting. Cause maybe, I, maybe we'll have to do that in the future. I don't and know. The, cause that, the blues I, are still the best. 
Yep, blues are absolutely still a best. No, no, red. Clearly yeah. red. But yeah. I'll just, have to try. Yeah, you have to you have to try now. Yeah, I'm interested. Holy smokes. That's that is an impressive performance. Everybody should give him his due props. Yeah. Uh I'm about to close this out before John Phillips comes in and yells at me well, for we, running we, over. Let's 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 handle some questions. We got we, questions. We, we do have some questions. Uh, I forgot to ask. We're, yeah. we're four minutes under still. We're doing okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Nobody's watching. Uh <laughs> so uh man, let me scroll back a little bit. Uh our step is asking what's the perfect PC in the world? Oh, the perfect one yeah. is the fastest computer you can get for the cheapest MacBook. price. A MacBook. Oh, oh man! Which one, though, Brad? <laughs> the 2013, 2014, or the maybe, 2016? Uh, maybe this week. Maybe they'll maybe they'll pull a fast one on you, Gordon. They'll bring out a Blade Pro. MacBook it might just be that. Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> Razor Blade I, MacBook. All right. So what's what's your ideal PC? We're just going to name our favorite PC. What's your ideal PC, Adam? Uh, me? Uh, I mean, it's even a PC though you got no, no, definitely not. I mean, I I, lo- <laughs> I love that uh, that that Falcon Northwest back there with the the two uh, Titan X Pascals. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm really intrigued by the the whole Razor Blade Core stealth. You know, if you can truly be able to upgrade a laptop, you know, and dock it, like I mean, that would be pretty f- cool. Whoops. You're the one that Whoops. swore this time. Whoops! Oh man, hey, this feels great. We gotta bleep that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like my PC. I don't know. I I built it because I like all the pieces in it. So, so. that what you have is perfect. And when is that? That's a nine eighty Ti. Uh, it's nine eighty Ti and a fifty eight twenty K. And I don't know. To me, the internals are. I mean, the internals are important, but also like the case and all that. Mm. Uh, to me, is just as important. Um, I've got an Enthu Lux, a Fantex Enthu Lux, which has lighting on it that I really like. Uh, and I and think sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like uh, the internals are are not what sets PCs apart from each other most of the time. Mm. Uh, I mean, it does as far as performance, but like if somebody else has a nine eighty Ti and a fifty eight twenty K, like they have the same PC as me yeah. spec wise. Sure. Uh, what makes that PC yours is is all the other stuff that you have going on. Yeah, um, and the blood you put on it when you put it together. Yeah, that too, uh, and and right. that moment when you realize that the RAM isn't seated properly, and your <laughs> NHD fifteen cooler covers the RAM slots, so you have to take the cooler back off and then reseat the RAM, and Water then you cooler. cry a little bit. And yeah, those parts are great. Brad, that what's your favorite? Answer. The one oh. you built yourself. You put thought into each and every piece. You know why everything is in there. What it looks like so on and so forth but if that's a cop out after Hayden stole it from me I'll go with <laughs> Tiki <laughs> like the small form factor yeah that is a nice uh-huh. box but so for me the perfect PC is the PC that is built for you most people don't need uh, you know 8 cores I run an 8 core box it's an older Xeon part Sandy Bridge Xeon still a great chip uh, and I also like a lot of storage because I do a lot of you know photo editing, a lot of content creation, and just storing craps, crap load of stuff on my computer. And then, of course, a big, fat video card. So right now I'm running a Titan right now. So, But honestly, what nice. I would love is one of those ROG. If I could afford it, I'd want a ROG panel at those 165 hertz panels. I'd love to have a G-Sync panel at home and uh, 10, probably 1080 to drive it at the full frame rate. Cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, here we got another question. Uh, I don't know if you've tried this one, Hayden, or not. Uh, 
But uh, Jordan asks, do you recommend Mavis Beacon teaches typing to improve my FPS skills? Uh, I would go with uh, Mario teaches typing, which is actually a, a, a livelier no. game. Are you kidding? Typing uh, of the Dead. Typing of the <laughs> Dead. Typing of the Dead, out. also great. Yeah, that was great. Typing of the Dead doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh, typing of the Dead Overkill does work. Uh, they put it out like three or four years ago. No, I, I've been I've installed it on some machines, and it, it just doesn't. It just bombs out for me on three and Really? Huh. Yeah. No, I've been, ha- I just played it last uh, like three months ago. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's me. Uh, yeah, that game is great. So you're saying typing games don't actually tra- treat. Uh, train you how to play FPS. I don't think they would teach you how to tra- uh, play an FPS now. <laughs> no, and I disagree. Now, you know where you're wrong? Where? So it's not going to make you play better, but it's going to make you press enter or T faster and then type in uppercase, hey, you! You can type faster and then you can go back to playing. Now, that, if you like, if you don't type fast, then you got to like, hey, man, you killed me. That wasn't cool. That you're. No, I feel like every game should have like a Rocket League style, uh, like quick chat option yeah. because man, people in Rocket League talk way more than anybody else because you just have to spam all those commands over and over again. Yeah, I suppose. I just know when I type in games, it helps to be able to type fast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I can yell at everybody for being a moron. How fast can you type, Gordon? Um, you know, I'm like 70, 70 to 100 plus. And in games, it's faster, mm. you know, because you're just typing, hey, you if effing idiot, why don't you effing do this? <laughs> what about the team? Effing morons. Yeah. That, that World of Warships gets real tense, huh? <laughs> exactly, it exactly. It does, actually. You sunk my battleship. Uh, so, uh, final question. Um, m- but from Manish, uh, this kind of goes back to you know talking about Battlefield One Game of the Year stuff. Uh, what's the best indie game of this year? Ooh, uh, that is a tough one. And you know who knows what you qualify Stardew as Valley indie anymore, but uh, yeah, Stardew Valley is pretty good. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter is also pretty good. Uh, I don't know. It's also Super been a, a very weird year for indie games. Uh, I feel like there have been uh, not high-profile flops, but a lot of games that people are looking forward to that ended up being not that great, and then a lot of games that came out of nowhere. Uh, Rusty Lake Hotel, uh, which came out in January, uh, has heard a that. sequel dropped today, actually. Hmm. Uh, that game is pretty good if you like a, a short point-and-click, and it's like two bucks. Rusty Lake Hotel? Yeah, it's a, it's a game about uh, it's a murder mystery starring animals in a hotel, uh, and it's <laughs> very the, the artwork is like some great Victorian-era grim artwork uh so yeah i would i would recommend that uh event zero uh takes a nice 2001 a space odyssey vibe um i don't know it, it, there have been some but it, it has not been an amazing year for indies either uh thumper is getting really good press i don't know thumper is like a, a rhythm-esque game um it's set in hell so yeah oh it's a console game yeah pretty much <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. It's not indie, but you should play Hitman because Hitman's great. Yeah, yeah, Hitman's also up there for a game of the year. I think this year uh, that that yeah, is supposed to wrap up before the end of the year, and it's been uh, a phenomenal ride. But yeah, 2016 has been uh, not a great year. But you know, like, mm, like I, I feel like last year was like on par with 2008 uh, and and and. Uh, 1998 I mean and, and 2007 like the two really big years of games last year we got like a, a lot of phenomenal titles and a lot of really big ones that people were looking forward to I feel like a lot of this year's titles got pushed into next year and this year has been left kind of lacking as a result like Mass Effect uh, is now a March release I believe 
Um, so yeah, we'll I'm see. really, really, really happy that Xbox Play Anywhere came into existence, though. Yep. Because yeah. of Forza Horizon Three. Yep. First on a time PC since Burnout Paradise ended. Mm-hmm. I can finally have satisfying arcade racing on the PC. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, that game is good. Yeah. Huh. That could be my game of the year, too. <laughs> really? For sheer yeah. number of hours played, that's probably my game of the year. But it's like crack. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I have a game of the year. It'd probably be... Uh, <laughs> World of Warships. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Uh, uh, gr- time greatest for. of all time. <laughs> I will have to... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy Battlefield 1, probably. So Sweet. You we'll should see. play with us. We'll, uh, we'll get a crew going. Okay, It'll but be- you know, I, as much as it's been kind of a meh year for gaming, I, I tell you, it's been awesome for hardware, right? That yeah, like, absolutely. Meh. Yeah, everything came out this year. Everything. So, not so great a year for DirectX 12. No, but that'll happen, right? Hopefully next year. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now we are actually over one hour, and I'm gonna get yelled at. So check back hopefully in two weeks for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Google Play or Stitcher, send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCworld.com, including even you suck. You could send that too. We'd be happy to hear that. Especially if you're a console gamer or Mac user. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with co-host Brad Tarkas. Adios. Special guest Hayden Dingman. See you guys. And the man who will press the stop record button, Adam Patrick Murray. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>